Hi, I'm Damien Kingley, and this is the fucked up story of my life and the lives of my guests. In this series of podcasts, I'll be speaking to unique and inspiring individuals about their life, their personal stories, struggles, and experiences. Welcome to Life Is with Damien Kingley. This is The Voice. I hope you enjoy the following. Our guest this week is Claire Holt, the Australian actress who's taking America by storm. She's really quite fascinating. I really hope you enjoy it. We did. I mean, Claire, have you ever experienced, I mean, in your career out there, any sort of, um, I don't know, uh, say resentment because you're, you're not originally from, obviously, the U.S. and you, you're taking some right. roles from, from, from the locals. Yeah. Um, you know, Brits are taking those roles. More Australians are taking those roles and, and so on. Is there any sort of, does that, I mean, do you get that vibe sometimes? I or? haven't directly felt it. Yeah. So no one has ever really made me feel like, you know, get off our set. Yeah. This should be someone else, which I'm very grateful for. I know that there is a certain feeling at times, um, and, and I understand it from American actors, like why are you hiring four Australians mm-hmm. to play four Southerners? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. And to be fair, you know, our accents aren't perfect all the time, mm. and I can certainly pick them up when someone's, you know, been struggling with the accent. Um, so I think that it's there and I'm sure, you know, it's warranted, mm-hmm. but I thankfully haven't, um, I haven't had any of that directed at me, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. People haven't been, people are pretty nice to me, which is an awesome thing because <laughs> I don't know how I'd handle yeah, it. So yeah. I was like, get the hell out of here. Be like, sorry. Okay. Yes. I'm leaving. I got a friend of mine here in the UK and um, he's a relative of a, a very well-known American actor and so forth. And we're, we're great mates. And uh, we always sort of take the mickey out of each other about, you know, why so many Australians are doing great in America and we're putting on the American accents and taking American parts. And he always says, the only reason why you marry, uh, why you Australians and Aussies are doing well in America because you're damn cheaper. That's all. <laughs> I don't know. But, it's true. Yeah. We'll basically work for free. I'll pay <laughs> oh man so and, and look have you ever had any moments out there in your career out there where you think this is you know I'm done here you know I want to go back home or I mean you know not many yeah I I love what I do so much and when I'm on a set I'd never feel more me mm-hmm. and so when I'm given the opportunity to do that it's Incredible. Mm-hmm. And, and it's addictive and I, I just want to keep doing it. The times that I have felt like I want to just go home, honestly, they've been recently and it's mm-hmm. been because of the state of the country and, Ooh. you know, mm-hmm. it, that's, really it, that's, that, that's been a struggle okay. for me. And yeah. so I felt like, you know, gosh, it, I'm, I miss those days. Yeah. And I just became an American, you know. I oh, really? Yeah. American yeah. Last oh, what year. a time. I got my citizenship. Wow. And I, you, I, you know what? At the time, I was really proud to get my citizenship. Mm-hmm. I love this country and it's done so many amazing things for me and given me incredible opportunities. Um, but now with everything that's happening, it's just like my heart breaks reading mm-hmm. the news. Mm-hmm. And I really... I feel helpless and mm. those are the times where I I look 
to my family at home Mm -hmm. and I see friends doing you know going back and moving home and I think gosh you know maybe it'd be nice Mm -hmm. be nice to I had a tremendous childhood and maybe be nice to Mm -hmm. raise my kids there I I know that it's just a fleeting feeling and you know my husband's from the United States and and I I really do believe that we can get better Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. um, I know they can I know they can it's funny yeah sorry to interrupt but the um but Damien you were you were saying something recently I think we should probably bring up to Claire it's you know fundamentally you know, it's it's propagandizing that's driven that country apart mm. because the people yeah. are not fundamentally bad people mm. or stupid people no. or evil people mm. or you know ignorant racist. But no, no, no. They're, mm-hmm. they're not that. You know, they are actually. I mean, obviously, there's a small minority everywhere. Mm. But you know, you had this very positive way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, look, look. For for me, Claire. You know, growing up back home in Australia as a kid and whatever. You know, I used to idolize America. You know, and and their TV shows, and you know, and their chewing gum, and uh, you know, their their peanut butter and jelly lip goob smacker, you know, peanut butter, and just Dr Pepper, Dr Pepper, everything. Absolutely, (laughs) everything America was shiny, and just it was the beacon of hope, and you know, aspiration, and you know, sadly, over the last few years, that's a lot of that's changed, and um, you know. I'm saddened by certain things going on in America right now that that have sort of changed the whole dynamics and and and, and certain quarters of America seem to be turning their back on the rest of the world for for different yeah. reasons and and that saddens me because America always for me was that beacon of hope you know that was that it was that that searchlight that that lighthouse that was shining brightly for all of us to to guide us home and and, and to safety and it doesn't seem to be there right now and and there is so much going on and that's why I'm curious to know from your point of view as an Aussie in America how does that feel and you're kind of talking about that now and uh, it's heartbreaking yeah it really is heartbreaking because I moved here 11 years ago Mm -hmm. and almost yeah almost 12 years ago and it it was my dream like it, it mm-hmm. was my dream to to make it here and to be able to live here and raise a family here and you know I always looked at the opportunity and and what an incredible country it was and how much it had to offer and now you know all I think is god I don't want my kids to have to go to school mm-hmm. and do mm-hmm. gun drills Oh my God! No, yeah. I I don't I don't want that. Yeah. I don't I don't want to have to like look over my shoulder mm-hmm. constantly. I don't. It, it it's really a a difficult feeling, and and it's something that I've struggled with a lot lately because I feel like we're just so divided. Mm-hmm. And in my experience here, I've never known the country to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is heartbreaking, but. I have hope that it will change. I have hope, you know, throughout history we've seen this happen many times and we've come out the other side and I I just think, you know, what's my part that I can do? What can I do to make this country better and what can I do to uh, play my part in, in, you know, stopping this awful racism that seems to be happening? And I know it's always happened, but, you know, we've been far less aware of it 
you know, as someone who is white and privileged, I, you know, I, I really have to admit I was ignorant. I didn't realize it was as bad or as prevalent as it is. And I think sadly it's just come to a light in the last four years. Um, mm-hmm. And it sucks. It, it sucks. really, it's, it sucks. And it makes me really sad. And I have to stop myself from reading too much of the news because I hate the way it makes me feel and I hate the way that some people are suffering in this country. Mm. Um, but I'm just going to do my bit to raise good children, good American children yes. who, yeah. you know, can make a difference and, and help people as opposed to tearing people down. And I guess that's all we can do. That's all we can do, Claire. And, uh, you know, and that that's interesting you say that too because – even for me, you know, in 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 my day job, let's call it, um, you know, I've I've recently expanded my business and company into America, and um, you know, I have a I have a food brand and other businesses, and we've just launched uh, nationally across America, and that was my dream, you know, um, to 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 take my brand into America, and uh, I thought, you know, I. I my dream one day when I get my product into Whole Foods and, you know, all these other yeah, places, that's that's the big excitement for me. And guess what? I'm going to take my kids and we're going to move to America and, uh, you know, make that home base for a while. And, you know, I've, I've, I've stopped that thinking right now. Yeah. Um, I just want to see things settle down. And, um, you know, I, I, I as, as you say, I don't want my kids to be doing gun drills right now. <laughs> That's, no. That scares the hell out of me. And, you know, look, you, you have, uh, and that brings me to another point, you have a huge social media following. You know, it's phenomenal what you've built in social media uh, as, as a person. I mean, your following is bigger than some of, you know, Bigger, bigger names that have just do it's incredible so nice. movies. I don't like, know why. How did you do it? It's <laughs> that's incredible. Know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I from when I very first started my social media accounts, I always maintained that I wanted to remain authentic. Uh, I, I'm going to share who I am, and if you don't like me, you don't have to follow me. Um, but. I'm not going to pretend to be this aspirational figure. I'm not going to do fashion shows in my house and, you know, makeup tutorials because let's face it, I have no idea what I'm doing. That's not why people care. Um, I'm just going to be honest about my experiences and my life. And, you know, obviously I'm not sharing every meal I eat and everything I do with my children and uh, my son and mm-hmm. future daughter. And, but my experiences, particularly the tough ones, I found it was really important to share. And I think when I had my miscarriage, I realized that at the time there were not a lot of people being overly vocal. Of course, there were some people who, who spoke about it, but I hadn't seen people with big platforms on social media share about the experience. And I was so nervous. I was nervous that people were going to say that I was doing it for attention, mm-hmm. um, that I was oversharing, you know, that it wasn't necessary. I, I just didn't know what kind of feedback I was going to get, but I felt really compelled to share how I felt because when it happened to me, all I did was go on the internet and search for other people who had had the same experience. Mm-hmm. And I would Google and I would go down these message boards and, and try and find women who felt as, as much despair and hopelessness as I felt. And um, there was a community of women who were really open about it online, but I had never sort of seen someone 
do it in a way that was like, okay, here, this is going to live on my Instagram feed forever. And here are my words and here's how I feel. And when I did that, I think that people really connected with it. And I got 40,000 comments from men and women who mm-hmm. went through the same thing. Um, and the men really surprised me, you know, saying you know, my wife experienced this and she really struggled and thank you for sharing your story. Um, and that really made me realize at that moment, okay, I can use this for something. I can connect with people. Mm-hmm. If I can just help one person who's going through something that I'm going through to feel normal uh, and less alone, then it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And so I've really tried throughout my motherhood journey to be open about what I felt, to be open about my struggles with anxiety, my difficulty breastfeeding, um, my anxiety having another child. Um, and I think people connect with the fact that I am telling the truth. I am being me and authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we live in a world now where people crave that, you mm-hmm. know, they don't want to just see another picture of, or maybe they do like, look, the Kardashians have a lot of followers. They've gone yeah. awesome. They have yeah. done so well. They are. Christiana is a genius for what she's done yeah, with that family. Uh-huh. But it's just not who I am. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think that people follow me for that reason. Um, and so I've just tried to remain me and, and some somehow my, my following continues to grow and it's amazing. people seem to connect yeah. with that. It is that authenticity, I think. And I, and I watch your engagement in terms of your follow. I mean, the engagement's incredible. Um, yeah, it's really, this, it is. And I think it really is that genuine authenticity I, about I think, you. And I think, in fact, you, you probably have the highest engagement numbers I've ever seen, and I don't know anything about social media, so I, I barely know what <laughs> engagement means. But I, but someone explained it to me recently after after one of the previous guests like had like thirty million followers and all this, and they went, yeah, but their engagement isn't very good. And I was, what does that mean? And um, and now I know, and I'm kind of like, wow, okay, so. I'm just really fortunate to have fans who are very supportive and want to engage. And that's the thing. Like, I'm always surprised by the level of engagement. But then I realised, you know, there are people out there who just want to connect with you and um, you you can give as much of yourself as you want to. Obviously, I'm not going to show the whole world absolutely Mm -hmm, everything, mm -hmm. warts and all, because I want to keep some things private for myself and my family. But I really do care about my uh, followers and my fans and I want to connect with them and I want them to know that, you know, I, I am reading and I mm. am listening mm-hmm. and I do see those comments. If I can't comment back to all of them, you know, it, it's tough, but I do, I do care. And, and, and that's why I think the engagement, it has remained pretty consistently high. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I mean, you have, because you, you mentioned earlier about that sort of influence that potentially you can have in spreading sort of a good message and so on. I mean, in terms of your, your own personal social responsibilities and values and things you care about. What what are some of these things, would you say, are the things that matter to you? So the way I was raised, I have always felt a huge sense of social responsibility mm-hmm. um, from both my mother and my father. Uh, my mother had always, you know, any time we walked past someone who was homeless when, when we were kids, she would explain the situation mm-hmm. and say, like, you know, talk to us about why they might be in that situation and and how fortunate we are that mm. we're not there and that we have to look out for people like that. My father always just, he has such a strong moral compass. He always does the right thing. And um, amazingly, all of my siblings have grown up that way and my sister in particular has this incredible um, 
you know, social drive to do good. And so this she, is the one in America? Or? My, this is yeah. one in America. Yeah. And she and my father actually started an orphanage, a foundation oh. in Uganda. My sister was um, working there for the UN for mm-hmm. four months. And my dad went to visit her and um, they got talking to one of the gentlemen who worked at the hotel they were staying at. And he, he said that... Um, you know, he was looking after, I think at the time it, it was maybe 10 or 15 boys on his own on his salary from um, from the, the restaurant at the hotel and they had someone who had been taking care of them financially but uh, the gentleman had passed away and so they had no one to help them. And so my, my father and my sister said, well, can you take us out there? So they went out, I think it was an hour outside of town. Um, they were in Kampala and it's... Uh, and they, they drove out to meet these kids and they said it was just the most life-changing experience. You know, they had no shoes, they mm-hmm. had no electricity, but they were the happiest little kids that they'd ever seen. And they were just content and joyful. And um, so my sister and my father decided then, you know, we want to help these children and we want to build something here. So they've built an incredible foundation now called the Kinshwamba Children's Foundation in, uh, in Uganda. And they've, you know, sent countless children to school and and given them really amazing opportunities and but also just encourage that uh, a system there where they they build that for themselves mm-hmm. so it's not like I know that a lot of people go on about this white savior complex um I, well, I posted something about my sister once and I got a few comments on Instagram people being like you sh- you know this is white savior complex and you <laughs> they shouldn't be saving these yeah. people they yeah. should you know be taught how to save themselves and this and the other it's not about that. And I think they really do care uh, about teaching them how to sustain themselves and grow livestock and build their own infrastructure so that, so that they can, um, at, at one point, you know, run, run themselves, which is, I think, an incredible thing. So I, I really care about that foundation. And then um, I do a lot of work with St. Jude Children's Hospital, mm-hmm. which is an incredible um, hospital in the United States that has helped to raise the childhood survivor viable rate of cancer from 20% to 80% since uh, no way. Really? they were built. Yeah they're, yeah, they're an amazing organization. So I really love them right. and I do a lot of work with them. And, you know, it's hard because there are so many uh, different social issues that just like pull on my heartstrings mm-hmm. and, and I want to help as much as I can. But I think I've realized as I get older, you know, Dividing and conquering isn't necessarily yeah. the best. Yeah, you know, I, I have to just focus where focus I that can energy. And yeah, give yeah. give time where where I can and and sort of help a few select organizations. And of course, you know, using my voice, my platform mm-hmm. to share where I can, I'll always do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but to really dedicate the time to make a difference, I think is difficult if you spread yourself too thin. So, but I, I do try and it really does mean a lot to me. And it means a lot to me to raise my children that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the way I was raised. And I think you get so much out of it being, mm-hmm. being helpful and, and trying to support people who are struggling or, or want to live a better life and don't have the opportunities you have, like that, that helps me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that people don't necessarily realize, you know, i I might get more out of it than, than they do at times mm-hmm. because it just, it, it feels good to, to feels good. do good. It feels good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Claire. And you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in, you know, 
this situation where I have these moments of my life where I reflect on, you know, my time on this earth and, and being in the position I am uh, each day, um, being terminal and not knowing how, how much time I actually have ahead of me mm-hmm. is really difficult. And, and particularly when I look at my two boys, you know, they're, they're 11 and yeah, you know, 13 uh, or oh, 12 and th- Josh is going to kill me again. <laughs> 12 and 13. Sorry, Josh. Sorry, Josh. He's, he's, <laughs> 12 and 13. Um, but, you know, and I ask myself each day, you know, I have my own platform in my way by what I do mm-hmm. through my, uh, you know, my entrepreneurism. And, and if I have this platform and opportunity to be able to do good the way I do and and give back and so on. It makes me feel good, okay? Because when I go to my grave and we're all going to go to our grave one day at just at different times, obviously, how are we going to be remembered, right? And and what are we going to leave behind that will still have a a continuation, a legacy that will continue to sort of provide help, um, leave a message of good? Because the world is in such turmoil right now. And and we go through these periods on our planet where we go through this turmoil and then there's periods of calm and good again. And right now, I truly believe that we're in one of these very uncertain times again. We have, you know, COVID. Some people believe it's it's real. Some people don't. Uh, We have certain politics going on of dividing nations. We have troubles going on and, and we need to chisel through all that and say, gosh, how do we get through all that noise and how do we just do our little bit to help? And there was a great American president once upon a time who said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Right. And that still resonates to me to this day. Um, You know, he was a great American president, I believe. And, and those words were, were really like, yes, stop thinking about yourself so much and start asking yourself how we can pull together and and help our great nations, yeah. not just America, but all our great nations around the world. So, so I use my platform, yes, to to, to try and. Yeah, do you find that you felt a shift um, since your most recent diagnosis? To uh, do you feel um, what? I guess what's changed for you? Do you feel that it's been any different to your past journey? Um, now, with it being terminal, do you feel like you? want to slow down do you want to speed up how how do you feel moving forward yeah claire um that's a really good question and i feel i gotta speed up okay i i tell people i've got no time for cancer okay and i truly (laughs) believe that i truly believe that i've now just completed my 78th treatment of uh, chemo radiotherapy i'm about to start my next cycle treatment of immunotherapy i've had three surgeries on top of it i've been battling this thing for for five plus years Um, i'm now into my fifth diagnosis of cancer it's been in my chest in my stomach in my neck in my back uh, you know in my bones and um i'm just it's my secret of my weight loss secret um but uh, no look <laughs> i feel it really hasn't affected your spirit it hasn't i, I, I feel great claire i feel great and you know it, it, for me each time i have to go do my treatments and and, and so on it's just a speed hump i have so much yeah. left 
energy-wise and so much left to give. Um, wow. And as I said, no time for cancer. About the, I mean, the, the, You're incredible. Claire, one of the things... Got this little fly flying around. Yeah. One, of the, <laughs> one of the things you should know about Damien, which always, always blew me away, was um, every time he was... Like, I've known him a long time, but every time he was faced with something really dramatic, and it could be anything, a relationship thing or a, or a work thing or whatever, and this is obviously the most dramatic, but he always seemed to take the worst aspect of it and figure out that that's something that everybody probably went through in some way, shape or form. And then, and then, you know, focused his efforts on trying to fix it and made a business out of it. Oh, wow. Like that was crazy. Mm-hmm. And so he did that with this, with this like dietary thing. Cause he had to change his diet. He changed, he literally started a company. So he changed all of our diets and then with plastic, <laughs> change well, the, the, like to, to eradicate all plastic on this planet. And he's literally the closest anyone has come. And, and wow. you guys just recently mm-hmm. cracked the nut, didn't you? I mean, yeah. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. With single-use plastics. Yeah, amazing. So, um, I believe it. Here you go. Here's my reusable water bottle. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> well done, Claire. Yeah, so we're on a journey to, um, and we, we're really close now, and uh, we're working with some pretty big partners to eradicate single-use plastics, or eradicate, find a solution to it, and uh, we're really excited about that, And uh, but that's another story. So, so and, and again, you know, that's my legacy. I'm determined. I'm not going to stop yet until that's well on its way. I'm well on its way to feeding people better feeding options, you know, from nasty food groups. So, so look, we all have our journeys and you've got yours and it's fantastic what you're doing. And that's why I was just fascinated. You built such a great social platform where you can have an influence on people and, and, and you can have a voice. And that, that's amazing. And, and, and values are really important. And um, you clearly so. have some some great values, which which is super important. Um, so th- just to, to kind of circle around, there's a couple of things that you were talking to me about before we jumped on this. Um, one was the the fact that Claire obviously is no not only an Australian, um, but you know the, the the kind of leaving everything behind thing that you guys were talking about earlier. You obviously went through that too. Um, but in a different way, it's a very funny story. Claire, one day I'll tell you it because it is outrageous, right? But um, oh, wow. my leaving Australia yeah, journey, yeah. But um, you know, it, it's funny because you've you've gone from being a passive, like being in the military, to to not being a pacifist, but but really being on the other end of the spectrum. You know, trying to uh, eradicate the violence and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. you were in the special forces, and then now you're you're in the special. Um, passive forces I passive forces passive, man passive. I just ride motorbikes yeah, that's, that's right. all now <laughs> motorbikes and his, and, his, and his social awareness now um, you were asking earlier about the um, the, the whole thing that, that's going on in America and being in Australia and out there but um, but you were thinking of moving out there too weren't you you were thinking of moving to, to America yeah yeah I was yeah. I was saying to, to Claire earlier I was thinking of taking my, as I said my business has expanded to America yeah. and um, I was thinking about taking the whole family there it was it was a lo- lifelong dream um, so many times I've been out to California and said we're moving we're moving we're moving and more recently to Austin because I love Austin um, oh really yeah I love Austin my husband works a lot in Austin oh does he really he's got a huge part of his business there he loves it too. I won't even once with him, but people, everyone raves about Austin. Ah, so cool. I love Austin. The people are amazing. But it's kind of like, you know, yeah. 
this little melting pot of all of America, you know, you've got New Yorkers, Californians, people from all over that now kind of make Austin and this really cool vibe. And I, I love it there. But, you know, I, I've, I've become acclimatized to the, the British weather. <laughs> now, and I found yes. Austin, God, it's stinking hot here, you know? Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. I live in Miami part of the year. Mm-hmm. And I, I can relate to that. It is brutal. <laughs> Where are you now? You're in Miami or? I'm in Los Angeles right now. You're in now, LA so right now. I have the baby, yeah. but we'll go, go back to Miami <laughs> in, in a few weeks. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, but that's another story. And, and I mean, that's a question. How does the U.S. compare to Australia to you? What are the big differences and big takes for you? It's interesting because if you'd have asked me this question a year ago, mm-hmm. I would have said, oh, it, there's no comparison. I could never move back to Australia. Mm-hmm. It's too small. Mm-hmm. America has everything I could possibly need. So many opportunities. It's an incredible country to travel. There's so much of it that I haven't seen yet. It's a beautiful place. It's beautiful people. I mean, maybe if you'd have asked me four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but even, you know, last year I, I was saying I could never move home. And now I look at, at the pictures and, and hear stories from my family and, and I FaceTime with my family and I just feel like, wow, it is such a beautiful country. Mm-hmm. It, it is, you know, they have their issues, granted, every, everywhere does, but I feel like it's so family-oriented mm-hmm. and it's, it's a slower pace of life and there's not that constant hustle to be somebody or do something or achieve, you know, there's more of an emphasis on being present and and being around the people you love, or at least that's how I felt when I grew up. And that's how I see a lot of my friends are now, you know, they're so content with their Mm -hmm. lives that revolve around their families. And there's not that feeling of, of unrest that I think a lot of us feel in, in America, or at least I feel, you know, I should be doing more or I should be somewhere else. My career should be here or my life should be here. And um, I think that's driven by the fact that there are so many opportunities, uh, but it's, you know, it's also this fast paced way of living. And then you add to that the, the massive social unrest right now and everything that's going on and the way that the pandemic has played out in this country as opposed to some of the other mm, countries mm-hmm. like Australia and New Zealand, for example. And that makes it tough. It really does. But, you know, I, I'm also not going to turn my back on a country that's been so good, been so important to me yeah. for the last uh, 11 years. And I believe it can be better. And, you know, I think that it's so true. Every individual voice matters. You go to the poll. I'm so excited to go and vote this time. It's my first time as a voter. I wish I could vote. I wish I could vote. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I voted in the uh, in the primary in Florida actually mm-hmm. in in March, right when the right at the start of the pandemic, and everyone was terrified and had the gloves on, and the masks, and this, that, and the other. And I was just like, I am so happy to be here. <laughs> it's the best. I love it. My I, voice I is going to be heard. Yeah. I've wanted to do this for so long. So. You know, I think I'm just going to use my voice, and mm-hmm. uh, but I'm I'm not going anywhere yet. Maybe one day when you know my husband and I are older and, and the kids are older, maybe we'll, we'll head back out to Oz and retire there, or maybe they'll want to move there. Who knows? They'll have that opportunity. Um, but right now, I'm sort of staying put. But I don't blame you. You know, if I was faced with the decision, do I want to move my whole life to the United States right now? Had I not already been here, I don't think the answer would be yes. <laughs> 
Not the right time, right? And how are you going to vote? By post or uh, you're going to show up at the polling booth? I'm going to show up. You're going to show up. (laughs) I've applied for the the ballot. Yeah. um, But I I don't know. Something something about being at that first presidential election for me as a voter, as an American citizen. And what an election for your first vote, huh? Yeah. What an election. By the way, that was... Depending on which way you're gonna, you're gonna vote. Or how do you think I'm gonna vote? <laughs> the funniest part is you might not have a voting group to turn up to. I know that's true. Man. That, honestly, that was part of the reason I went for my citizenship. Oh wow! Um, I one was that you know my son's American and and I wanted to sort of get my citizenship for that reason. But but honestly, I just want to go and like. Listen. Uh, Claire, I'm with you. That's why I said I wish I could vote. Damn it! I want my voice heard not, too. Not being said. <laughs> oh gosh, I know. I know. But God bless America. But look, Claire. I mean, finally. I mean. What's ahead for Claire Holt? I mean, you're going to be a mummy very, very shortly. But then, what are the plans um, ahead? So. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really do love what I do and that's what I've realised and what I've been working on a lot with uh, your dear voice back there and <laughs> uh, my friend Rob, a director, you know, we've been developing some stuff because there are stories that I'm really excited to tell and I'm really enjoying the um, production aspect or the producing aspect, mm-hmm. um, the de- development aspect mm-hmm. of the film business is something I haven't really been able to uh, explore up until this point. And so I'm hoping to sort of, after I have my daughter, be able to go back and, and still fulfill that creative side of me that loves to do that. And I keep telling myself, you know, it's okay to work hard. It's okay to show my children that we have to make sacrifices to get to where we want to be. Mm-hmm. I want to teach them that they can be and do whatever they want to do, but it doesn't necessarily come easily. And, you know, as much as I now having my own child respect my mother and think it's incredible what she did and the sacrifice she made, I don't think that that path is for me. I think there are still things I'd like to achieve mm-hmm. and I still think I can use my voice and my platform in a way that's going to help other people. So I'm hoping to to get back to work, you know, whenever the, the world allows us mm-hmm. and whenever my body allows mm-hmm. me and my daughter allows me. Um, but I think I've sort of found this balance of career and motherhood um, that's working for me right now. You know, I, I originally I was like, well, I'm going back to work straight away and, you know, I'm going to be on set and I'm going to do this and, you know, my son's just, he's going to think it's great and that'll be fine. And now I've realised, you know what, that's probably not what life's about. And as you say, you know, we're all going to die someday and when I look back, I don't want to feel like I missed moments mm-hmm. with the people that matter. So I'm slowly but surely working on finding the right balance um, and I think I'm getting there, but I do I do have things I'd love to still achieve in in the film industry. Well, I'm you know I'm sorry to, to kind of start wrapping this up, guys, but um, but I'm the one with a with a timer. <laughs> so um, but oh yeah, I know we could talk for hours. Right? <laughs> well, here's just one thing. Party you know, pooper. I know. But here's here's the interesting thing, just from the voice, as it were. Um, Claire, you incredibly articulate. Uh, I hope every oh, writer you. that ever works with you in the future understands that your your 
uh, insightful and and articulate and and definitely um, know what you're talking about and will take your notes without arguing back to you. Thank you. That means a lot. Thank you. It's true. I still have that complex in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just a dumb actress who thinks she knows what she's well, talking no, about. No, 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 no. I've met a lot of dumb actresses and you're not one of them. So, um, but awesome. thank you so much for joining us, Damien. Yeah, Claire, I mean, absolutely amazing again, especially Such at this time in your life right now to be with us. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. You're an absolute inspiration. And uh, likewise, you are so inspiring to me, and thank you for taking the time to talk to me. And I feel like I've just learned so much from watching your beautiful spirit and and the way that you seem to have navigated all all that life's thrown at you. So thank you for taking the time to talk to me too. Thank you, Claire, and I hope to see you in the states one day soon, huh? I'll yes, bring the family. We're all moving in. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We'll get them. All right. I love that. All right. All right. Thank you. So Thank much. you again, Claire. Nice. We love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, folks. Thanks for tuning in today, and uh, really hope you liked today's guest as much as I did. Uh, listen. You know, if you really did like the show, please don't forget to subscribe here at Acast or give me some likes on my Insta, Twitter, and Facebook links below. 